this is one thing I want us to talk about is like, because we both had infertility struggles mm-hmm. and the one thing that people would always say to me is just relax. Mm-hmm. When you relax, it'll happen. <laughs> and as, as wonderful as that sounds, mm-hmm. I was like, You're what is that like? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's easy to say, to just say relax, but give me the how. Like, especially when I'm going through this where nothing is adding up, nothing is looking like it's working. I've tried everything in my own strength and nothing is happening. And someone's words saying, you just not relaxing. Just go relax. It's like, what? How does, what does that look like? And so I want us to, to give strategies. Like, have you, you know, experienced that? Do you understand? Like, I know exactly what you're saying. First of all, when with my infertility issues, for instance, I have had different people say relax mm-hmm. and I have to get out of my head with them even saying that statement because I don't want to be upset and angry with you at this point for yeah. not being able to relate with where I am. So what I had to do was just figure out what worked for me. A lot of hot showers with me just crying in the shower. Mm-hmm. I felt like nobody really knew my struggle and my pain. Mm-hmm. I know it's a big uh, issue with, with women in general, mm-hmm. but when you're in it, you feel like you're in that thing alone. No, yes. So I just spent yes. a lot of time, a lot of time, just taking hot showers, just talking to the Lord, just crying in there and just letting Him soothe me because. You know, who better to talk to than my creator? Welcome to Through the Eyes of Trauma, an inner ear agency production, where we engage in discussions regarding the impact that childhood trauma has on education, life, and living. This podcast seeks to help listeners realize the widespread impact of trauma, recognize how it is impacting the students, adults, and families, Respond in a way that facilitates healing and to actively resist re-traumatization. Join us as we tackle the hard conversations, but give tools and strategies to help you cope and begin your journey towards regulation by healing first and educating always. To receive professional development, consulting, and childhood trauma intervention services, please visit us at innerearagency.com. That's I-N-N-E-R. E-A-R-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com. Let's get into the conversation. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Through the Eyes of Trauma with me, Dr. Smith. And today our topic is relaxation station, relax, relate, release. And I know some of y'all who have watched A Different World back in the 90s, how that episode for me, stuck with me, especially in times of stress, because when I think about relax and I think about relax, relate, release. And so that's why our topic is that today. And our guest is Tanya Love, who is a mother of three, a wife and an entrepreneur and knows firsthand how to take time out of your busy day, of your busy schedule to relax, relate and release. So welcome, Tanya. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on, Dr. Selena. Thank you. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, like you were saying earlier, yes, I am a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur. I have my own wedding planning company, 
And all of those things keep me extremely busy. I'm sure. And the wedding industry, for one, is already a high stress, right? High stress, high impact, because this is somebody's special day. So we're going to get into the discussions of how you take time out between all of your hats, your many hats, just to find that time and that space to relax, not only for your mental health, but so that you can pour into your family, into your business, you know, into your husband and to your kids. And so our essential question is, how can we train our minds and bodies to pull up to the relaxation station regularly so that we can live well? This episode seeks to empower individuals to take back control of their busy lives and provide opportunities to increase their mental and physical wellness by scheduling time to pull into the relaxation station. So now let's get into the conversation. I have a quote that says, rest is not idle, not wasteful. Sometimes rest is the most productive thing that you can do for your body and your soul. And that's from Erica Lane. And the reason why I picked this quote is because, so a lot of the listeners know that I recently resigned from my full-time position as an educator in the school district um, to start this entrepreneurial journey. And so, especially now, like in the school systems, there is never a time to just sit idly, right? You're always doing something. You're always you're getting teachers prepared to test. Just you're looking at data. You're responding to the data. You're responding to student behavior. You're responding to parent behavior. You know, you're responding to teacher and just your coworker behavior. There's just always so much to do in a day's time that you never really have the idle time, not only idle time of, of mind, but idle time of body, right? And so when I started this journey, and I resigned, there was no more getting up at 5.30, you know, there was no more um, having to start the uh, first day, first or uh, beginning of the day meeting at eight o'clock and then checking on classrooms, checking on teachers, checking on certain students who are, you know, tier three behavior students, just all of those things that we do in a day, there was no more of that. And so when I woke up, my time was my time and it was like, okay, so what do I do now? You know? And I would try to make me a schedule, but then it's like, I don't know. It just wasn't so high stress, high pressure at the time. And so there will be times where I was sleeping in, you know, and I was like, oh no, you got to at least get up at 830. And I went and talked to my mentor and she said, how do you know that God is not calling you into a season of rest and relaxation? Because for 16 years, you, your mind and your body was go, go, go for education. But how do you know this is not a season to prepare you and propel you into, you know, your new business in this next season, that is productivity. She was like, you are being productive just because you're resting. That's not just idle time. That's not wasteful time. That is productive time that you're pouring into yourself. And so that just read that quote. That's why it resonated with me. That's a good quote. That makes a lot of sense. And so I think the misconception is, is that if you incorporate relaxation into your schedule, that you're lazy, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're unproductive, but downtime replenishes, not only does it replenish the the brain stores of attention and motivation, but it encourages productivity and creativity and is essential to both achieve our highest levels of performance and simply, you know, form stable memories throughout the day. And so I think if I'm super stressed or in your, in your line of work, right? If you're super stressed, 
and it blocks your creativity, how productive would you be for a bride? I wouldn't be productive at all. Whoever comes in that needs my assistance, mm-hmm. I need to be clear-headed and ready to just jump on whatever problem arises, situation. I just gotta have a clear mind and, and ready to help and step in where I can. So if you had a situation where you had a um, just everyday anxiety stress in your life, right? And this is the time that you set aside to create whatever it is that she wants to create. So you're creating this vision of her most important day. You know, how do you take the time out to kind of woo from your daily life to get into your mindset of now it's time to to sit back and create something beautiful for somebody else although I know just in my life right now I'm go 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 self stop and do nothing for a few minutes so that I can think relax my mind Mm -hmm. and then I go from there but I have to make I have to I'm in that chaos, that that anxious moment. I can feel it, and I have to make myself stop, sit down, and then I go from there. I can make a plan from there, but I have to stop. I think that's that's great advice for for our listeners. Just sometimes you just have to stop, right? Stop and and get into a situation to where you're making sure that your mind and your body or at ease, right? Or, or calm. Yes. Because what's the alternative, right? If if you do not relax, let's talk about what happens if you don't relax, right? It can cause headaches. You know, you have high blood pressure. If you don't take out the time of your day to relax, you get stomach and digestive issues, you know, because having too much stress can also increase the risk of stroke, right? A lot of people have stroke because they don't take out the time in the beginning to relax mm-hmm. and so and heart attacks right so not only are there physical problems caused by stress but it can also cause the mental issues right depression anxiety anger and other things and so I feel like there's an opportunity cost there if you feel like I cannot stop I cannot relax I can't um because I have too much to do right the opportunity cost is headache stroke a heart attack, high blood pressure, depression, anxiety, and anger, and you're still mm-hmm. unproductive. Exactly. Yes. And you're still unpro- unproductive. Yeah. Unproductive. And so there was an interview with Bill Murray one time. And in the interview, he said, the more relaxed you are, the better you are at everything. The better you are with your loved ones, the better you are with your enemies, the better you are with your job, and the better you are with yourself. When I heard that, I was like, I mean, this almost sounds like a cure-all, right? (laughs) Just relax. and You're going to be good in any situation of your life. And so how does that resonate with you? Thinking of all the areas of your life, you know. Oh, my goodness, yeah. How does that resonate with you? I mean, oh, my goodness. Just, Just making myself stop and making myself, calm and able to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, and that's easier said than done when you're in the moment, when you have so much to do, so much on your plate, it's like, how do I stop right now? Mm-hmm. But really is how do you not? Because if you don't, of course, the alternative 
is that you get nowhere. You, you, you get nothing. That's good. So, yeah. So I'm going to ask you this. So you have a toddler, right? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you are in a situation where your toddler needs you, right? Mm-hmm. You have you have an extremely large event mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I need to give the attention to my child, but I also have to give this attention to this event, right? Yeah. How do you balance that? How do you balance the the relaxation, the time your child needs, the time your husband needs in a in a time where, as you say, you know, you, you need to just stop, but there's no stop. Cause when you need to stop, your toddler may say, Oh no, it's on. Like which happens often in my life. <laughs> so um, how do you balance that? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that happens regularly. I have oh, I <laughs> In those moments, mm-hmm. sometimes I just crack up and start laughing because it's like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I just laugh because to keep from crying, you know, that that is a true say, statement uh, or saying. You Sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying because you will otherwise get overwhelmed and you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Again, that's unproductive. Yeah. What I normally do is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just... When you let them, it releases all of those endorphins that get you out of that state of like, oh my God, the overwhelm, right? It kind of feeds the overwhelm in a way that kind of snaps you out of it. Like, okay. It does. It snaps me out. That's good. Out of that that kind of freak out moment. Like, what do I have to do first? Like, who needs me first? What? And it's always going to be my child. Mm. I mean, you know. That's That's that. So I'm going to divert my attention to my child after that, get her what she needs, and then get back on that task. Because, you know, you just have to weigh out really, not that the client is not important. I'm not saying that at all. But my child comes first when it comes to, you know, weighing out which one to do first. So do you go from meeting the need of your child right back to the client or you do do you give yourself that time and space to like that's when I go back to where I have to stop mm. I have to stop think a minute if I can't come up with a plan um right away mm-hmm. then I'm gonna have to take time to pray I'm <laughs> I have to make time for that not that he is my the Lord will never be my last resort I'm mm-hmm. not He's my first option always. But what I'm saying is if I can stop in the moment and come up with a plan that that seems logical and, um, you know, easy to do, then I'm going to go with that. But if I'm so overwhelmed to the point where I'm like, okay, I I just can't get it together, then I make myself stop and I have to get on the knees and pray and say, Lord, you, I need you to take over because I can't do it in my own strength. I need you. Not that I don't always need you, but huh, I just need you to take over in this moment because I can't do it. And I'm just acknowledging that fact. That's good. So with the with you stopping, the active breaks from your routine, right? That gives you the same energy that you need to continue on taking on the work, right? You get your break. You pray. You uh, get yourself in a state of calm and relaxation. So now you can go do what you need to do, right? You can take over the world. 
Yeah. Uh, and I really think, like, I know you say you stop. I don't think that whatever form your idol takes, right? I don't think there's a certain one, whatever, whichever one works best for you. As long as it's not destructive, I think it should be the go-to, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the how, right? Because when you're going through, people just say, relax. And this is one thing I want us to talk about is like, because we both had infertility struggles. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that people would always say to me is just relax. Mm-hmm. When you relax, it'll happen. <laughs> and as, as wonderful as that sounds, mm-hmm. I was like, You're what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's easy to say, to just say, relax. But give me the how, like, especially when I'm going through this where nothing is adding up, nothing is looking like it's working. Um, I've tried everything, you know, in my own strength and nothing is happening. And someone's words saying, you're just not relaxing. Just go relax. It's like, what? Like how I can tell my body to lie here and, and say I'm relaxing. But if my mind is going a thousand miles per minute, my heart is beating. I have all of this tension in my body because I'm stressed about it. How does, what does that look like? And so I want us to, to give strategies. Like, have you, you know, experienced that? Do you understand? Like, I know exactly what you're saying. First of all, when, with my infertility in uh, issues, for instance, I have had different people say, relax. Mm-hmm. And I have to get out of my head with them even saying that statement. They tell me to relax because you're not in the place. Like, yes. So first of all, I have to get you out of my head because I don't want to be upset and angry with you at this point for yeah. not being able to relate with where I am because yes. that's the problem. <laughs> so what I had to do was um, just figure out what worked for me, like what I had to do. A lot of hot showers with me just crying in the shower. I mm. did. And it was some alone time. Um, and a time to just reflect back, like, Lord, I mean, I have to, I have to talk to the Lord mostly. Mm-hmm. Because no, I, I felt like nobody really knew my struggle and my pain. I know it's a big uh, issue with, with women in general, mm-hmm. but when you're in it, you feel like you're in that thing alone. Oh, yes. So, so I just spent yes. a lot of time, a lot of time, just taking hot showers, just talking to the Lord, just crying in there and just letting him soothe me because, you know, who better to talk to than my creator? Right. That's and good. even in that, sometimes you feel alone because sometimes it's like, Lord, do you hear me? Are mm. you hearing me? I feel so alone in these moments. Um, but then it goes back to faith because, you know, without faith, what is it all about anyway? I mean, like, what is my faith all about anyway? Mm. My relationship with God without faith is what I mean. So I yeah. said all I to say <laughs> it's the it's, it's Jesus that helped me through. That's good. And so you talked about I'm gonna I'm gonna give um six strategies on 
how to relax, right? And you talked about in those times, in a, a super stressful time, your um, way or your avenue to getting into your relaxation mode was, you said hot showers, right? Sure and so that was actually number five on the list, but I'm going to go ahead and start with that one. And so I'm going to start with number one now is uh, embrace the elements, right? And so earth, wind, fire, water. Sometimes, like she said, you have to get alone by yourself yeah, and just yeah. you in the elements and take it in. So things like taking walks into nature, right? And so you're getting some sun. The vitamin D from the sun can lift your mood instantly. Uh, getting fresh air and moving your body for just 10 minutes, those walks yeah. can you know, give you those endorphins that you need just to lift you out of the anxiety and stress and into relaxation. Um clearing your head, making you feel ready for the task, getting in hot showers, like you said, you know, that's also relaxing and um, gives you the things that you need to to be in a state of calm and things like the sauna. Now, I used to look, sometimes I would just go to the gym and I would say, you know, to my husband, I'm about to go to the gym. And in my mind, it was like, oh, that sounds like I'm going and working out and stuff. And I would walk on the treadmill for about five minutes two minutes but my whole goal was to get to that sauna yeah because being in a sauna with the heat and the yeah. the motion the, the sweating and stuff it just does something for me to yeah. where whatever tension that I hold in my body right it's it's coming out because mm-hmm. I'm allowing it in my mind when I'm sweating that's my stress and stuff coming out and so things like the sauna or hydrotherapy and I know a lot of people think it's crazy, but if you take a cold shower, like a super, super cold shower, and if you're in a bad mood or if you're stressed or anxious, it immediately like does something to you in your body and your mood. So even like putting cold water in your face, it shocks you out of that state, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I have a friend who gets panic attacks and I get panic attacks and I told her like, put your face in a bowl of cold water or ice, you know, ice water. There was a TikTok challenge where people were submerging their face into um, an ice bowl, a bowl full of ice for 20 seconds. And it's supposed to reset like your nervous system, your emotions. And it works. Like do that because, you know, the pulse points help you to cool your body temperature and it makes you feel energized. So the running cold water or putting ice on your wrist can help calm you down extremely quickly. Um, And it works. And so number one, embrace the elements, earth, wind, fire, water, any way you choose to take it, use that in your relaxation toolbox to get you back to a state of calm. And number two, do some deep breathing. And so the whole premise of this episode, relax, relate, release, right, is from a different world. Remember when Jasmine Guy was going through some things. And so Debbie Allen at the time was her therapist. And and she was like, relax, relax, release, you know, and doing these deep breathing strategies with her. And so I think like that to me is the number one model of this is how you deep breathe. This is how you relax. Um, because breathing is the number one and most effective technique for reducing anger and anxiety quickly, right? They're incredibly <laughs> helpful when you're trying to learn how to relax immediately. When you first realize that you feel the stress doing those deep breathing strategies. Let me tell you, when I was teaching, there was a time where our um, superintendent was like a drill sergeant. 
Mm. And he would show up to the schools with an entourage of people in like trench coats and scare the mess out of us. Right. And so at the time I was in a large district. And so it was, there were not a lot of, there were not a lot of, um, like you didn't know when he was coming. There were so many schools that he would just pop up at different ones. And so Mm -hmm. if he were in the neighborhood at a school nearby, then they would call and say, hey, he was at this school. So he possibly could come by. And so we would get this message that say the eagle is in the area. But if the eagle has landed, that's how we knew like he was on the campus, right? Do you know, there were so many times that they would call the rooms and say the eagle is the eagle is in the area, and my body would immediately get to itching. Oh my god, I would be itching so bad because I'm like, oh my god, the eagle is is in the area, and I was just itching and itching and itching, and I had to stop and say that's how I knew. I was like, clearly my anxiety and stress is housing my body because I get to itching. And I would have to just stop and just get over to my desk and start taking deep breaths. And I would be like, <sighs> like, do that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that works. Because the itching would start to subside. And so that was when I first realized, like, in moments of stress, when you start to itch, mm-hmm. yoga for the itching is deep breathing, right? Mm-hmm. And I found this method, the 478 method, which is a lot of met- a lot of times I use it with my adolescent clients because that's something they can do right then. They don't have to go and get anything. You know, if they're in a anxious moment at school, they could do the 478 breathing method. And so we could do it now. It's where you close your mouth, okay, and quietly inhale through your nose to a mental count of four. Right? So it's one, two, three, four. And then you hold your breath at the top for a count of seven. And then you exhale through your mouth and making a whoosh sound for a count of eight, right? So it's hold your breath for seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let it out, woosa, you know, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight. And that's the process. You repeat that process three more times for a total of four breath cycles. And that helps to relax you and to relieve stress or anxiety. Oh my goodness. That's good. <laughs> then number three, practice mindfulness, right? To reduce stress, anxiety, anger, and fear, you immediately have to shift your focus from negative thoughts and then bring them and bring your attention into the present moment, right? Because we don't live enough for the present moment. A lot of times with the younger, my younger clients, I have them to look back at a time when they were their most happiest and Mm -hmm. even, right? And so when we're talking, if the discussion gets heightened or if the discussion gets um, too deep, right? Then we go immediately switch our mind back to that, that drawing that they have of their most happiest times. But for as adults, you know, Practicing mindfulness, a lot of times all we need to do is remain present and think about the things that we have right now in this moment. And because there's a lot of beauty that's hidden in the present, right? Thinking about the things that we're grateful for. Like, yes, I'm stressed at this time. Um, Yes, I have a lot going on. But at this very moment, I have my life, you know, 
family for the most part is good. So just thinking about those things where you can pull gratitude from and find beauty in like the things, the people, the experiences that you're having right now that you're blessed to have doing all of those things, put your mind in a space of calm and gratitude with positive thoughts as your soundtrack. So you're no longer thinking about the negative thing that's going on at that moment or at that time. And then number four, my favorite, do a body scan, right? <laughs> and so have you ever been in a, in a situation where you felt extremely stressed or not even felt extremely stressed? You didn't necessarily feel stressed or, or anger or bothered, but you could tell something was in your body. Like it was like some tension or something in your body. And then it brought you back to the remembrance of like, like I got to relax, like I have to do something. I have to relax. Yeah, that happens to me every time I have to do anything in regards to public speaking. <laughs> every single time. So I, where <laughs> I get so tense and I, I almost want to have a panic attack. And then I'm like, stop, stop. <laughs> and then I have to so in your body. Do you house that, that stress? Oh, my neck and my shoulders, my neck and my shoulders hold all of it. Yeah. Oh. I tense right up, right in the neck and shoulders, the back of the neck. Oh, that's it. I don't think I really understood the, I mean, I understood that the itching would happen when I would get um, anxious, but I didn't understand how much tension and stress I housed in my body until um, I went to get a massage one time. And, you know, this, this relaxation station um, podcast is going to be a series. So it's going to be, you know, three, this is the first of three. And so next week I'll be talking to the masseuse that I went to um, when I first realized how much stress and tension was housed in my body. Now, I only went to her because there was this amazing Groupon that I found for like a CBD oil 90 minute massage for like, I don't know, it was just ridiculously, you know, affordable, right? And so I went and that's where I started to, because not only did, did she massage me, but she gave me all of this information about where I housed the tension in my body. Right. Yeah. And so with this, um, this tool, this strategy doing a body scan, this is where you check into your body, right? You can do it standing up, you can do it sitting, sitting up or lying down and you just scan your body from your toes to your scalp or from your scalp to your toes. And as you move through each part of your body, you gently notice how it feels physically, right? Notice any areas of tension or tightness or pain or just general discomfort but just being aware of the body sensations that you feel. So if there's something in your neck, what does it feel like? Does it feel like a ball? Is it tingling? You know, those types of sensations. And just simply scan your body for two minutes. That helps you relax, right? Because you're breathing deeply into your body while scanning, bringing in this fresh air, and you're basically in your mind making this fresh air flow to those areas of your body that you feel the discomfort or you feel the tension. And then when you repeat that process, it just helps you get into a state of, of calm because it's like you're mentally and physically pushing out this tension, right? It's a good way to release the tension. You might not even realize that you're experiencing it. I did not realize that I had so much tension in my neck and in my shoulders until she was like, oh my gosh, like, do you feel this? And she would like push on it. And I was like, yeah, she said, this right here is tension. 
Like it felt like a knot. She was like, I'm going to work this out. And then I want you to feel it when we're done. And so she would literally be like, this is where you're. So now I I can kind of feel, okay, this is where this stress and tension is housed. And this is not just, you know, studies have found that body scan meditation can help with stress relief. It improves sleep, enhances self-awareness, you know, reduces pain. And she said, you're going to sleep better tonight, right? Drink a lot of water so that you can flush out what I just released from your body. And she was just extremely um, knowledgeable about it, but it made it become real for me. Like, okay, you have got to understand when you're housing stress in your body, right? Because it sets up inflammation. It sets up diseases and all of these things. And we just think, Oh, we're stressed today. Tomorrow it'll be gone. But how do you know that stress is not housed in your body, right? Mm-hmm. And that it's doing it's not doing any more damage. Mm-hmm. And then number five, soak in soothing sounds. Girl, listen mm-hmm. to music. You know, if you want to know how to relax, all you need to do is plug in your earphones, listen to your favorite music. Because experts have found that music can have an instant calming effect on your mind and body. Listen, have you ever seen a time where, first of all, I've know, I know you've seen it because I've seen it in your daughter. When she <laughs> hears that Coco Melon music. <laughs> she perks up. Right. <laughs> that right there lets you know that is her music, right? That's her mm-hmm. head. Yeah, yeah. So... That has a calming effect on your mind and body, right? I mean, when I say on your body, your, if your body is in a state of dance, then it's, it, that's a calming space, not in a state of tension, right? And so uh, according to a 2017 study, a minimum of 20 minutes of music listening can lower stress remarkably. So soaking in soothing sounds is highly effective in reducing stress. There was this one time, this girl at, the school she was in the second grade and she had an extreme meltdown where she was throwing things we had to put her in um, a classroom without other children just so we could try to calm her down and she was throwing chairs she was trying to kick the uh, principal she was trying to spit at me it was just so much going on in the room and I remembered about the calming music and I was like do you want to sit down and listen to comments like, no you know you know, cussing us out and everything. And I just politely walked over to, to the computer and put on calming sounds. It's like some beta wave beats. It's on YouTube, calming sounds. And she was just terrorized, ripping stuff off the wall. That music was on about maybe 15 seconds. And she just stopped. And she started picking up stuff, picking up the chairs. She walked over to a stapler and she brought it to me and handed it to me. And I was like, what do you want me to do with this? And she said, can you help me put the papers back on the wall? I said, let's go. Let's do it. Simply because when we tried to talk to her, like, do you want us to call your mom? Like, we're trying to, and, you know, now I know that when you try to talk to somebody in a heightened state, they have no language. They have no cognition. So no was every, the only thing that could come out, right? Just no, that was the only thing she would say. She wouldn't tell us what was going on, what was wrong, because there was no antecedent that we saw because we weren't in the classroom with her. But the calming music is what brought her down. After we picked up all the stuff, uh, and we were, it says 20 minutes of music. We weren't even in there for 20 minutes after the music started. Maybe 10 minutes before she started just telling us what she was feeling. 
And it was strictly because of the calming music. So I'm a firm believer in soaking in soothing sounds when you're trying to relax. That's the absolute best way because it reduces your anxiety. It brings down your heart rate and your blood pressure. And it makes you to where, look, you can do it. Whatever I have to do next, you know, I can do it. That's amazing. (laughs) Amazing story. Goodness. You know what? With all of these things, right? These are just, you know, five tools and strategies that I want our listeners to hear um, the benefits of it, right? Things that we do on a daily basis, but I want our listeners to hear the benefits of it and how to relax without me just telling you to relax, right? It's how you pull up to the relaxation station. But sometimes just spending time with your loved ones, with your friends, with your family, you know, laughing, reflecting, and just living brings about a sense of calm and relaxation that is essential to the soul. And I know um, we were talking about it before we got on is, you know, last week I had a rough day and I was just really going through and I reached out to Tanya and we just started talking and it immediately was almost like I, I took a walk or, you know, I had some soothing sounds in my ear or, you know, I did the body scan because the tension and the the anxiety left simply from having a conversation with you. Mm. So I think that is, is just as powerful as these five strategies, right? Because when you're able to surround yourself with people that exude calm and provide a safe space of relaxation for you, then it's hard for you not to travel to the relaxation station. And so get you some people in your corner that provide that calm for you or that relaxation for you. Um, And so have you ever been in a space where your mind and body craves calm and relaxation, but your environment was counterproductive to that? Yeah. Um, When I'm doing a wedding or something like that, and there's so much going on, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my goodness. It's like, especially when different vendors are coming at you at once. And then you got, sometimes you have bride villas coming at you too. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants something from you at the same time. It's like a state of chaos, confusion. And in that moment, that's not a little time where I have to stop mm-hmm. and immediately make a plan and figure out what's more important in the moment. And then I go from there. So, yes, I, I've had those moments, and that's what I do. I have to, like I said, I have to stop. That's my go-to. That's good. Sometimes, like she said, in this life, you have got to find your stop button, your pause button, if you will, and and remove yourself out of that situation out of that environment so that you can find, you know, your calm. And and when we were teaching, there were the there was this time where, you know, the the, the teachers were stressed, it was gearing up for star test. And the the response from admin was to give cookies and popcorn and those types of things, which all of those things are great. But does that help you find your calm? You know, and and it doesn't necessarily do that. And so um, my team decided to make a Zen den for the teachers. And in the Zen, it was in the teacher's lounge. We turned out all the lights and we had, um, you know, fake candles going and we had calming music 
and speakers um, in the in the drawers in the cabinets. And then we had hot tea and just time for you to come in there to the candlelight, sit down and take your time during your planning period to relax, drink some hot tea and listen to calming music. And people were like, that is exactly what I needed on my planning period, you know, because all morning was hectic and I get this time and this space to sit down in this Zen den and calm down. And sometimes that stuff is extremely cheap to do for someone. And you don't have to do all the fanfare that although it's nice, it's a nice gesture to give a gene pass there to give, you know, popcorn and stuff. Is that going to help their body? We need to give them a space or a time to sit up and to to pull up to the relaxation station so that they can have their calm and so that they can have that space in their bodies now holding on to that and then expect them to go back to the classroom and be productive. Right. And so. Is there anything, I just want to leave y'all with, is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with before I give the, through the eyes of trauma tips? I recommend doing those five strategies that you gave, that you suggested. I mean, I hadn't even thought about a lot of those, but as you went through them, they were helping me and I was jotting them down because I plan to put those in my daily practices. (laughs) Well, thank you. And with that, I will leave you with the through the eyes of trauma takeaways. Number one, schedule downtime. Be intentional about adding relaxation time to your schedule to make sure you provide your mind and body the gift of relaxation. If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Number two, have a toolbox of relaxation techniques on deck to pull out for those spur-of-the-moment times when you become anxious, angered, or worried. Pack your toolbox of your favorite relaxation tools that were given today. Number three, just do it. Pull up to the relaxation station, relax, relate, release. And number four, heal first, educate always. If you or your organization is looking for any trauma-informed and um, resilience-focused consultations or professional development, please visit us at innerearagency.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-E-A-R-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. Thank you so much, Tanya, for being here with us today. Please make sure y'all join us next week. We'll have the masseuse come to talk about ways to relax your body. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.